it was one series, guys, one series. Everyone like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling down. It's one of the phrases you've used there, like the Eastern Hemisphere, lead me to believe that you have been Googling me and you have come across <laughs> some truly ridiculous we're talking about ridiculous things i'm a millionaire i own an audi i it's it's really amazing some of the things that are on there if i have the measurements that they say i have i wouldn't be doing this i would be a supermodel i check it like you read sing spell in it yeah uh, i really don't mind you hit me once i hit you back I he's bowling like my auntie annie when she'd had too much sherry to drink played over my Hello and welcome to Pie Checkers Cricket Podcast. I am Vivek and joining me are Shivam and Sumer to do the pie checking. Uh, Now, before we start, as always, thank you for all those who are liking, sharing, commenting and subscribing to us. And to all those who are not, we please request you to do it. It means a lot to us. So today, we are delighted to have with us someone which ESPN calls as the most established journalist in the Eastern Hemisphere. Even though us cricket fans, uh, uh, for us cricket fans, hemispheres don't matter. She is truly global. Uh, she has covered cricket for ESPN, Crick Info, Fox Sport, ABC, The Wisdom Cricketers, Almanac, The Times. The list keeps going. Uh, from the polite inquiries frame and now with our own popular post-match show, The Good, The Bad, The Ridiculous, we are joined by the ridiculously good Melinda Farrell. Thank you for coming and joining us today on Pie Checkers Cricket Podcast. Uh, thank, thanks so much for having me, guys. I, I'm a little bit worried because some of the phrases you've used there, like the Eastern Hemisphere, lead me to believe that you have been Googling me and you have come across <laughs> some truly ridiculous we're talking about ridiculous things some uh some things out there that have been written for me on these alternative wikipedia type pages and they i don't know if they've been they've maybe been translated into other languages and translated back but it's hilarious because almost everything in them is wrong uh so it, the, the eastern hem i mean what is the eastern hemisphere no that's not even a thing. And that's not even close to being the, the craziest thing that's on some of those websites. According to some of them, I'm I'm a millionaire. I own an Audi. I, it's, it's, it's really amazing some of the things that are on there. If I have the measurements that they say I have, I wouldn't be doing this. I would be a supermodel. <laughs> Everything about those, those websites is just really bizarre. So don't don't take uh, don't take too much notice of them. <laughs> but at least all of that is positive. <laughs> well, Most yeah, it, yeah. It's it's it actually makes me out to be far better than I actually <laughs> am. So bring it on the fake the fake uh, profiles. Coming from an, a high of win in Australia to being grounded by England, all of a sudden in the first test being beaten at home. I think second test loss for India in like last eight years at home. Uh, Do you think India took England a bit lightly or or it was just England playing some bloody well good cricket? Yeah, I I think you've got to give England some real credit. I mean, you look at the, the, for example, the batting of Joe Root. Uh, He was absolutely astonishing. He was playing a different game uh, and the, the way he's followed on from Sri Lanka, I think you have to look at England's preparation was was really ideal. And, and it, I'm not meaning at all to, to downplay test, the two tests against Sri Lanka. 
um, that that's a test series in its own own right and valued valuable in its own right. Coming on from that, playing in India, those two tests I think have stood England in really good stead because um, Joe Root started off on his incredible run making form. And some of their bowlers, I mean, you've got to give credit for the way Jimmy Anderson was bending that ball uh, in, that, in that second innings. It was some astonishing bowling. Uh, so definitely, I, I think that's there. Whereas India have been on the road for a very, very long tour. Um, and the last part of that was particularly hard when the restrictions and the quarantining mm -hmm. was, much, was much, much stricter. So, you know, I think mentally that may have played a part, although there are obviously a lot of fresh players in the team now uh, that have that played in the last test anyway. Uh, and, you know, they, they will say that absolutely they were focused on this and quite pro probably they were. There was an awful lot of publicity harking back to talking about what happened in Australia. And, and it's, look, it's one of those things, you know, you can say you're focused on something as much as you like, but it's really hard to control that uh, you know, where your mind wanders or, or, you know, what's still in the back of your mind. So I can't say definitively whether that, that played a part. It could be a factor. I don't know. Or maybe it's also just a, it's a fact you've been on a long series. You've got players coming back, maybe still a bit weary from all of it. Uh, and they came up against a very good side on the day, on the well, in the five days, really. Uh, and uh, it was a bit of a bump down to earth. So that's one thing we, that we've learned about India, though, and certainly learned it in Australia, is that, uh, that maybe it's a good thing for them if they have the occasional sort of bump down to earth, because 36 all out was a pretty big bump. Um, this first test loss might have been, you know, only the second one in a very long period of time. But uh it's a small bump compared to 36 not out. So I, I, I would expect them to be coming out pretty pretty fired up and, and ready to go in this next test. Great. And talking about that test, uh, Mel, let's start talk about that over by Jimmy Anderson. Now, when he bowled Shubman Gill, the first thing when I was watching the replays, I was we were on WhatsApp and I messaged, this is... this reminds me of Wasim and Wakar in their heydays, you know. And then throughout the over, he, then he got Rahane as well. To that end, was that over the best an Englishman has pulled outside England? Or does it equal? Or even better is the one which Flintoff bowled to Ponting in 2005 Ashes? I mean, I think it's... I always think that these kinds of comparisons are really difficult because so much depends on the context you know, within the game and the different conditions and the different players and sort of what comes before it and what comes afterwards. Um, but certainly, it, it it was one of the it was, it was a, one of the great spells by an English bowler uh, in in the subcontinent in Asia, probably outside England as well. It, it was absolutely astounding. It was hypnotizing. I don't know if you guys were doing it as well, but I, I just kept watching the replays over and over again, just to see the way the ball tailed in. It was just, uh, it just defies physics and it, it defies everything that you've got a 38 year old uh, who is, is still coming out and doing stuff like this. So it, he's a terrific bowler. And I know debates rage on who who's the best and who's the best of this era or this generation and everything else. I, I always just, 
I love watching all of them. I love, have loved watching Dale Stane. I love watching Jimmy Anderson. I love watching some of the younger fast bowlers who are coming through. Joffre Arch is so exciting, you know, about, you know, the Australians who, who are doing so well. I love a battler like Neil Wagner. So that there's, yeah, so, so it's, I don't know if, it, if it's the best or what you even measure the best on. Um, some overs are probably being bowled that, that were better overs and didn't get a wicket. It's just, you know, cricket's, cricket's funny like that. You can, you can have brilliance that, that doesn't get the effect. And then sometimes you can get dud overs that are really successful. So, so how do you define best, I guess? Um, what I do know is that he is astonishing and he, he, he does just keep, seem to keep getting better and better. I, you'd think they'll want to just do whatever they possibly can to make sure that he's fit for the Ashes at the end of the year. So coming, moving from a, a, a 39-year-old fast bowler to a youngish guy who's, who's been an enigma without playing off late. I think he hasn't played for the last two years. You covered a lot of net sessions of India-Australia series in Australia. Was Kuldeep Yadav so bad in the nets that he, I mean, a spinner who's outside the squad is bumping him to into the 11. I mean, he's not being able to make it. Was he so bad in the nets? I, I, no, I, I don't think he was He was so bad at all. I, I think rather than thinking of, of seeing it as him being so bad or, or um, he wouldn't, they wouldn't think he's bad. If, if they did think he was bad, he wouldn't be in the squad. He wouldn't be bowling in the nets. He wouldn't be on tour with them. It, it might have just more to do with the, the horses for courses approach of what a certain bowler brings to a certain match and, and whatever the particular skills are. If they're, you know, if they're better at control, if they're more attacking and then how that fits into the rest of the bowling attack. So maybe that has what has gone against um, Cool Deep. It, it is, it is, pretty interesting that he has been overlooked um uh, it, it's a it's a bit of a mystery so i i just don't know where he is in the pecking order i don't know if he knows where he's in the pecking order i don't know how you know good that communication has or hasn't been um but yeah it's it's certainly very interesting that he hasn't played a part for quite some time in quite a few tests you can't fault their selection in australia in the end uh it worked pretty well didn't work so well in this first test, but then gives some credit perhaps to, to England in the way that they batted some bowlers out of the attack. Uh, hopefully, you know, I, I really like watching Cool Deep. I think the first time I watched him always was in Dharamshala, the first time I saw him in person. Um, but yeah, so I, I'd love to see him, see him bowl again um, for India who knows when that might be. I think a huge amount depends on how they balance that attack uh, and how they see that the elements of control versus attacking uh, left-handers, right-handers, the conditions, all of those things, I think probably they pay a play, I think a bigger part than is he so bad? Because he's not bad. I mean, he's, he's quite good, isn't he? Right. Right. Talking um, and extending the talk on on the uh, current squad, which is uh, playing England, um, Kohli now has had uh, you know uh, as many uh, losses uh, in in the uh, in the test um, you know uh, in, in the test he is captain now. Uh, 
you can't uh, uh, you know notice but talk about for example uh, what is happening there and uh, then you have for comparison uh, what happened in australia when rahane was uh, you know uh, captaining um, do you think there's a case for even assessing this kind of a situation that uh, kohli needs maybe to cool it down a little and let uh, others captain maybe rahane it's time for him people have performed great under him is there such a case no I, I, it, it was one series guys one series everyone like oh my gosh the sky is falling down you're talking about a few test matches and a, and an indian cricket team that has done brilliantly over the past few years so and i think you have to remember it wasn't like the whole team changed magically when rahane took on the captaincy that's still a, you know that's a, that's a team that that Virat has helped bring through and and build up and, and everything else so i i think you know that you've got to give virat kohli credit for the the india team's success because it wasn't just about him being there it's about you know encouragement and everything else that he might have brought up through through the years and and helping you know identify and, and you know one thing i really notice about about virat is just how hard, how much he does for other people in the nets. You know, he would be there uh, with, with the other batters. He would be at the side, watching them from side on, and then he'd talk to them. This is after he finished his own session. Then he'd be there doing, giving throwdowns to, to batters as well. Uh, really, really involved in training and, and what the, the players were doing. Uh, so, so I think you know you've got to you've got to give him a bit of credit. It, say if, if India go through and and lose, you know, every Test series for the next year. Okay, maybe then you can start asking you know that that kind of question. But for for you know a loss in Adelaide, which was nobody could have really expected that. Uh, and then one loss at home. Hey guys, calm your farms. Okay, so, calm your farms. So if Eng- England manages to win this series, it's still not the time. I, I personally, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think you know that there's a really good leadership group there. It's not just Virat Kohli. It's you've got Rahane there. You've got a player like like Ashwin. Um, who is really heavily involved with the, the bowlers and, and giving them advice. And uh, even, even newer players like, like Boomerah, you saw him taking on leadership roles when he was out in Australia. Pajara there as well. They're, they're, they've got a, a really good sort of senior group of, of players there. And I, I wouldn't imagine, look, it might be a talking point when they lose, but, but seriously, you know, it's, They've just won a great series in Australia. They've lost, they've lost a Test match here. Well, let's let's see what happens. But even if even if England managed to pull off an incredible heist and win this series, I would be amazed if uh, if there was any change in the captaincy. Before we let you go, talking about England India, Mel, call the series. How will it end after the fourth Test and? by i mean uh, by calling the series also let us know who will new zealand meet in the wtc final yeah see you can't you can't try i know what you're trying to do um predictions <laughs> i mean they're so meaningless aren't they i don't know if i knew 
if I knew what was going to happen in series, I, I'm not one for gambling, uh, but if I actually knew what was going to happen, I'd be going, putting my money down, and I'd be, I'd be far too rich and important to talk to you. Um, so, uh, look, I, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's going to be a great series. That's all I know. I think in, India will come back. I, I, they're not going to lose 4-0. I'm fairly certain of that. Uh, but although they could, you know, maybe maybe they will um it'll be hard fought but but i can't tell you i mean i wouldn't have even necessarily seen the first test as going that way that was a brilliant performance um by england but look at what happened in australia would anyone have predicted india doing what they did after losing the first test the way they did i, I didn't see any pundit saying that so so no predictions i'm, I'm not going to be drawn in because i could say anything i you know i could say injury going to win 34 to 2 and it would have just as much meaning so you can't you can't get me on that but i think it'll be a really really entertaining series absolutely and with that it's a wrap mel thank you so much for joining us this week you've been extremely gracious uh, to kind of accommodate us in your schedule so thank you so much and we're looking forward to the good the bad the ridiculous for today's First day one, the day we are recording, is the first, second test match, first day. So we'll be looking forward to that later in the day. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been Thank really you. lovely to chat with you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. So Bye. Good day. Hi, it You're resting. Going at you. Uh, I, I really don't mind. You hit me once, I hit you back. I He's bowling like my Auntie Annie when she'd had too much sherry to drink. Played over my head. Then I set fire. I'm going to go to the house and go to the house.